after the movies is back for our second show of the week, and I can't tell if we've dropped the the bar bit now that the no. show has become one. So, so like the bar is always open now. The bar's open twice a week, where it was only open once a week, but on Thursdays. We got a nice little special after hours type little lounge feel. You know what I mean? So the bar's open twice now, which is very bad for business. I feel like as a bar and owners, we should probably open up more than twice a week. But hey, we're busy here. So welcome we back. Here. Welcome back to the Lumbo Lounge. We're busy subjecting ourselves to uh, movies, to, to brand new films that are trending that we think you guys may want to hear oh, us no. talk about or review. Please, and no, the horror not doing something I would do anyways <laughs> without the podcast. Oh, the, uh, you mean the lack of horror? Yeah, the uh, lack of... When we, when we talk about today's movie, Paranormal yeah. Activity, Next of Kin. The very, um, the very unscary, scary movie. That we... Yeah, the movie that like the movie that I watched with Jess, my uh, fiance, and she can't watch scary movies, and she colored during this movie. Um, so uh, the bar, the bar is open, and uh, I suppose that that means we should hop into it. This week we watched Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin. Um, I'm being slightly disingenuous. I didn't hate the movie. I probably enjoyed it more than I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that, like, I wrote a Letterboxd review. Okay. Uh, right after I watched it. Like, right when I went, I went to bed. I watched the movie, and then I watched something else after, and then I went to bed. I wrote a review... And I said, this. I watched this movie three hours ago, and I don't remember anything that happened. Except for that there's fake Amish people in it. Yep. Uh, and I also wrote that it was easy to watch. And those are my two thoughts that I had on the movie. Yeah, uh, you know what? So as our listeners and our fans have known, last week bef- uh, when we ended, I was almost in tears that I had to watch a Paranormal Activity movie. <laughs> Uh, just absolutely distraught and just like questioning whether or not it may be, maybe podcasting's not for me. Like maybe this is where we finally, maybe the show's over. Or only draw the line. Um, I gotta tell you, I didn't hate it. <laughs> um, I'm shocked. I, well, I'm not a hundred percent shocked because here's the thing. This is not like a paranormal activity movie. Nope. And I gotta say, I didn't hate it. And there's a strange part of me that is like just leaning over a little bit to liking the movie and I'm not happy about it. Me too. But me I watched too. it but I'm I watched it on you. a Sunday afternoon before a football game. <laughs> and I felt like usually that would be a bad thing for a movie, but I think watching this movie on a Sunday afternoon when it was snowing outside made me feel I was like, Oh, this is good. Like I'm right where I should be. It's cozy, and the movie has a lot of snow in it. It's close. It's supposed to be close to us. It's in New York. Yeah, it's in Buffalo. Um, yeah, and it feels like I think watching it while it's snowing outside does feel kind of cool. Um, this movie, so yeah, as as you've as you've mentioned, you, you it does do have like its bad parts though. It does have its bad parts. So let's not. <laughs> it does well. It, I think more than anything, it just has moments that don't make any sense. To yeah. Me. Um, or just like unexplained things, which is really okay. Like <laughs> I didn't go into this expecting a, we're watching Kubrick and Carpenter on the side. And this is like, 
It's like chasing, um, it's like chasing $3,000 whiskey with coke you found in a plastic cup on a sidewalk that's been sitting in the rain. Yeah, that's, kind of. that's pretty accurate. That's um, exactly what happened this week. <laughs> so, um, I, this movie though, so you think paranormal activity, first thing you think of is like, a blue security camera footage movie for seven hours. Um, and I always said that the, the movie was, those movies are an hour of like cabinets opening and then like 20 minutes of like people getting th- thrown around by demons. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. all the same. This one's to for better or for worse. And mostly for better. This movie's different. It looks uh, a, a billion times better. It looks like a normal movie. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing exceptional about it, but the fact that it looks normal, like just like a real movie, is like a, a hundred times better than any of the other paranormal activities. Yeah, and I love the fact that they felt the need very early on in the movie to like make us know that they know that this is a f- <laughs> They were like, the guy was like, are you going to record the whole time? And she was like, yeah, I have a whole crew. We're going to be... <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Well done yeah. there, Paranormal Activity. Letting us... All right. They oh, they must have done If we don't get this right now, that dumb guy from after the movies is just going to rake us over the coals <laughs> if we don't set this up right now. Going to ruin their careers over this movie. Yeah, I'm um, going to ruin Jason Blum's career. <laughs> Me. I'm the one that's going to do it. Yeah, single-handedly. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um... Um, Mr. Bloom, uh, I was watching Paranormal Activity next of Kin, and I noticed that there wasn't an explanation for, at 20 minutes in the film, there, uh, the boyfriend and the girlfriend are talking, but I don't see a camera in sight. Uh, why would they be filming that? Career ruined. Uh, but also too, at points where, like, they wrote themselves into a situation, they had to write themselves out for, like, dude... <laughs> So <laughs> before I start this, I did enjoy the movie for the most part, but like the whole premise is them being an Amish family, like a weird Amish family. And then they're finally at towards the end about, they're trying to get the battery in this post. It's like, you're talking about them over there at the Blair farm. They ain't Amish. I've known, <laughs> I know 40 families that are all Amish and they, they ain't Amish. They got some weird shit going on there. And you're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know not, not exactly a reveal i'm not yeah. surprised they do have weird shit going on they have a big hole in the ground i was tip- uh, yeah you know it's funny that the mailman said that because i do remember thinking maybe they're not normal amish people when they uh birthed the two-headed goat in their barn mm. Mm. i thought it was nice that smeagol made an appearance that <laughs> <laughs> was, was yeah. nice of them to cast them at the end there as the uh as the uh as the monster <laughs> yeah for sure so I, and I can't remember is the monster supposed to be the mother the the monster is the mother yes it's the mother okay that's what i thought so it this, was clearly uh, it was clearly stated that she could feel her there Aaron. i literally can't remember anything <laughs> about this movie you're gonna have to fill in some gaps for me because i'm good it's fresh you think a paranormal activity movie is like is, is a ghost and there are ghost things that happen in the movie, 
But then at the end of the movie, it's also a monster. Oh, wait, you're right. There is. Okay. Now that. Okay. We are really dissecting this now. I wasn't expecting us to really break down this film at a high level. I got to be honest with you. Wasn't expecting this. Well, and they I do I establish a haunting. They do establish a haunting and then completely just throw that right out the window. Yeah. And I should, I should apologize to, to viewers or to listeners because I do try to do more due diligence when I'm watching these movies. Uh, listen to our Christine episode. I thought it was really good. We just recorded that. But this is like, I, I literally, it's like somebody gave me amnesia after I watched the movie. And I just can't remember anything that happened. There, I know there was like a slob guy that was like a fake um, Judah Friedlander guy who was the cameraman the comic relief guy oh yeah the um, sound guy the sound guy when they're yeah. like they're like why are you drinking whiskey he's like because i fell off a horse <laughs> phenomenal writing in this film perfect love that um, one. uh yeah I, I just i just remember elements of the movie but the thing was like this and this is sometimes it is what i want to watch sometimes i'm in the mood to watch something that is predictable yeah i guess kind of i have no you know like like this was not hard to watch oh it no it was, it was easy to watch it's a it's an hour 30 flat an hour 38 if you want to sit there and watch watch the credits that you don't need to um but it was i that that is wrong i mean i don't mean that like the you shouldn't watch the credits for the people you should give credit to the film i just mean like there isn't because there's that car scene that's going and you think yeah. there's going to be more there's not more you don't need to keep on watching yeah, so they got, and this that's the other thing that's interesting. They got out of this, right? They they made it out alive except for uh except for slob man, cameraman. Yeah, they all yeah, actually they all did. <laughs> in the is, well, in the <laughs> complete slaughtering that happened at that farm though, yeah. once that demon got out. Holy Well, just, yeah, I mean I'd be I'd be pissing mad too. You know? <laughs> when that lady's coming up and like they're just killing each other and that guy's just that demon is just bouncing from body to body, just ripping that. I was like, that was cool. That was really yeah. well done. I liked that. I will. Yeah. And so what I will say too, is like, this movie is not scary. Um, as I said earlier, I watched it with my partner who was able to just, she has nightmares about everything. And this, this didn't even, this didn't even, she didn't flinch. Uh, but there was a part that was pretty gross out. And it was when, the old lady is like taking a potato peeler to her hand Ooh, and just yeah, like I forgot about that shredding her skin and muscle. That was pretty gross. That that did it didn't like scare me, but it caught me. I was like, oh Jesus, you know. Um so <laughs> that's like and see, like this is the thing. You forget about parts of movie and then you remember them and you're like, how did they stitch all of this together? Like that has nothing to do but that this is the kind of movie that is like so generic in the way that it's like nothing has any reason for why it's happening. It's just like <clears throat> yep. okay, there's a haunting, so that means every five pages we need to make sure something happens. Doesn't matter what it is, something just needs to happen to keep the audience strung along. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have like somebody sit on the bed that she's under uh, here. And five minutes later, we're going to have this old lady cutting her hand with a potato peeler. And then ten minutes later, we're going to have a monster crawl out of a well. We're going to have her almost fall everyone. through a barn onto, like, a bunch of spikes. Right. 
nothing happens for a reason. It just, things just happen. Speaking about things that don't happen for a reason, usually my biggest complaint is when movies spend too much time on the backstory about like what's going on. This film, I needed, I I just, I needed something. I needed to like, why, why are they housing the demon prince? Like why? Just like a little bit, just give me like a little, maybe like a little flashback, like just, just something. Maybe like, you know, Jacob talking to somebody else about like when it first happened, I just want to know why they're the keeper of the demon prince. Like, why is this family the. All right. So, and there's something about, (laughs) there's something about the demon. They brought her back. So she, they contact this part doesn't make sense to you. She, so she signed up for 23 and me, (laughs) which is (laughs) the inciting incident of the movie is that she signed up for 23 and me and an Amish guy contacts her. Um, uh, is it her brother, presumably, that contacts her and says, Yeah, I think it's her brother. Um, I found you, and they bring her back to the commune. And their secret motive is, if I remember correctly, the demon it will move into her body. Mm -hmm. Uh, like it needs like a physical body, it needs, I mean, it's the daughter. The next of kin. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most giggles I've had of talking about a movie. Yep, they ever. needed the next of kin. Well, I'm like half a delirious Kevin up since 4 a.m. <laughs> what did you think about the reveal that the Amish people had internet? <laughs> I don't think that even surprised me when it happened. I was like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. And then, uh, like, the girl. Should- and her the screaming. girl should have known. The girl should have known when the um, the other Amish girl at the beginning of the movie goes, "Do you have TikTok?" <laughs> she should have been like, "Something's not right here." But it was so weird though, because it's like, all right, so we find out that this family's been looking for her, and they've been, you know, they've had pretty close close tabs on her. But when they first pull up, Jacob's like, "No," it's like what. <laughs> Like they could have easily just right. went back home, but no, they went to the hotel <laughs> and then the little like six year old boy shows up at the hotel in the window as a jump scare. And they're like, you're like, Oh, something scary. And they're like, Eli, what are you doing here? And it's like, what? Yeah. That is really funny. I didn't even think about that. He's playing hard to get at the beginning. Like, uh, when do you just want to get this done and over with? And then another thing is, it's like, all of a sudden, she just like starts bleeding really bad, and then the like pretend doctor was like, "Yeah, this is a heavy like menstrual yeah. cycle." And they're like, "Should we take 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 her to the hospital?" And the doctor's like, "We will do everything but take her away from this." <laughs> and at that point, they're like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay." Yeah, it's it's insane. Jess Jess pointed that out too. They're hauling out like um, eighteen towels of blood, and they're just like, oh, "Stress, stress." She's just stressed. That's all. It's like, no, she's dying. I think the reason I like this movie is that it seems very fun to write. Like when I watched this, I predicted like five things that happened. And Jess was like keeping, I was, sometimes I'll watch something and I try not to ruin things for other people. But in my, you know, if I'm watching something with Jess and she doesn't care, I'll be like, okay, I think that this is going to happen. And I predicted, like, a bunch of shit happening in this movie. And I was like, I really think that I could just... Because I kind of feel like I cracked the formula 
like I said, with the pa- with the scare every five pages that isn't connected to the last thing, I think I've kind of figured out the formula for this movie. And I'm not trying to disparage the screenwriters because what I'm saying is that if you sit down, it's going to sound like such a shitty backhanded compliment. They're not going to listen to this. They don't care. If you but if you down, are, thank a- you. But if you are listening to this, thank, thank you. you. We and did you can, like your movie. And you can go and rip apart our YouTube channel. Feel free. <laughs> hey, go go listen. Look, if, if you think this is bad, go listen to our episode on, on Space Destiny Time Manifest Time. Something. It's manifest. Space Time Down. We... Uh, anyways, I, I feel like if you sit down and try to write a good movie, which I've done, which you've done, it is so easy to get stuck and to not go back to your script for a long time and work on it because you're frustrated. And I feel like I literally was like, Jimmy and I should have a challenge where one weekend we get together and we try to write like a, like a full 80 page script, (laughs) paranormal activity movie uh, in like two days, because I think you could turn one of these out on a weekend. I really, I really do. And I don't, I'm, and it's not going to be good, but I think it would be fun yeah. to do. I think sitting around and bullshitting about, I think whoever was in the writer's room and was like, and then the lady's got a potato peeler. Everybody else in the room went, fuck yeah. And like, and it it's fun at times. Like I, like I did like, you know, and I think a lot of the reason why I, I liked it is because I went in wanting to punch myself in the eye over watching this movie. But like, at the end of the day, the bar was so low. The bar was not non-existent. The bar was in the well with yeah. uh, the yeah. mother creature. Yeah, with, oh my god, that thing, that when that was revealed, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this right now. When they like, because I thought the well scene, I thought that a reveal was really cool. Like having her Me too. now, her just like so willingly being like, I'm going down there. It's her only chance for this shot. I was like. I don't know about that, but that's fine. Yeah. Do you? I get it. It's a movie. We need to get down there somehow. And yeah. like the way they shot her, like going down the well from like her POV and then also to that like top down shot, I was like, this is cool. I really like that. I like that whole thing. Yeah, I thought that was good. So, let's, yeah, let's talk about this. I mean, there are some things that I genuinely like about this movie. I'm not trying to be a shitter about, as we talked about on our Christine yeah. episode. I love movies that take place in the snow, like scary movies, like The Shining, um, which this is not The Shining, but that's okay. Like, I have always said that I think the next Friday the 13th movie, which we haven't had one in over a decade, I think that it should be set in the snow. You don't have, uh, and Halloween takes place obviously on the holiday, so it, like never, it's always fall, which is cool and it works for the movie. But like, I want like a Jason movie in the snow. I think that'd be cool, and I think that part of this is it really um, sets itself up for good. You you get that that like oh I know something's gonna pop up here because the cameras it's like dark and you mm-hmm. just have the snow come across the screen and you know something's gonna pop up at you or whatever yep. and it's very it feels like a haunted house almost that you're going through yeah i thought um, the movie visually looked really good for it being like a like a shot on yeah. camera type like found footage like home recording type deal 
Like it's I know got color I, to it. Like the other know, ones we talked about, the security cam stuff. I know they and set the scene has, of this guy being like a professional like filmmaker, so they did a good job. I thought it was visually pleasing. I really liked the shots. I liked the way yep. they handled it. I thought it was really cool. That was one of my favorite. Like visually, I think this movie was successful. I thought the performances were good too. I mean, like there it wasn't. Like it's, yeah. If any, you know, the the thing here that is weak and uh not even in a way that's boring, which is good because a boring movie is the worst kind of movie. But I think the script is the thing that has problems. I think the performances are fine. Yeah, but I know? think of uh, some and, of and my. Like hangups with the performances, I think it probably is in the writing. Yeah, like the dialogue and the, yeah, the, the decisions the characters are making and stuff like that. Um, the cameraman does a good job as being the comic relief. I think um, the Jacob is creepy. He's he's good at being this kind of creepy jerk who is like the patriarch of this this cult. Um, I thought that was good. Um, and then the rest of it, I just had fun because I thought it was like a, it was a movie that I could turn my brain off. It it really is. And I watched a couple of other movies last week. I didn't even not, I didn't even make this connection. I watched Hell House LLC. And then I watched the two house that October built films, which are both found footage movies about haunted houses that turn out to be actually haunted. And they're fine and they're fun, but the appeal of those films and the reason that this one works for me is that it does feel like you turn your brain off and it's like you're just walking through a haunted house. Yeah. that's There's nothing you need to know. You could have the dialogue off if you wanted to, probably. I don't know why you'd do that, but you could. And it would pretty much be the same effect as you walking through just like a haunted attraction. And having things unexpectedly happen or pop into screen, you know. Um, and it's just kind of good fun for 80 minutes, you know. It's not trying to pull the wool over. It's not trying to be a good movie. I just it's, think... It's very... That this could it's, have... It's, it, yeah. But <laughs> no, you're, you're I'm we're, ranting too much. We were both trying not to interrupt each other, but we just made it worse. Um, you're good. I think... And as... I've said multiple times in this podcast, less is more. Now I did want some more backstory, but the runtime for this absolutely perfect. It did. It if like if this movie went even six minutes longer, I would have hated this movie. But it was and counter. Uh, yeah, and counterpoint. If they tried to give us any backstory, they might have fucked it up. So it's, yep. it's almost best that we got what we got. It is. For this is like a three to me. This is a three star film, uh, but for what it is, it's a perfect movie. If that makes yeah. sense. for what it tries to accomplish, passes with flying colors. It's a perfect movie you know? in its own class. Like I think if you put exactly. this like with other movies that have tried to do stuff or the other right. paranormal activity movies, I think like what they set out to do. I think they executed it at a high level for what they wanted, and it's a perfect movie for what it was you know that's definitely it's a it's a far from perfect movie in like the realm of movies but i'm gonna call this a perfect movie in our episode description that's if you're listening to this that's probably how i got you (laughs) uh hooked uh welcome uh, and while you're here consider joining our patreon uh that's patreon.com slash lomo media 
big, big kisses again for the second time this week, as always, to Dylan Painter, Tyler Buckley, and Jay Irvin. We're working on Moi. We're working on some exclusive behind the scenes content from some of our filming. Uh, some pictures, some bloopers. Um, I'm working on that, and you can be expecting to see some really cool stuff, some Patreon-only content that uh, we're thinking about doing. So, you know, you can join for as little as $3 a month, uh, $5, $10 are the other tiers. Um, if you're able to support, appreciate you. If you're not able to support us with some money, there's plenty of ways to show uh, your love and support, which is why Aaron will discuss those right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, times is tough, and we understand that. So if you don't have the money to support us, hey, we appreciate you listening to the show. Um, a great way to support us is uh, sharing with a friend if you like the show, if you think they'll enjoy it. Um, you can also share the show on social media. Um, even engaging with us uh, on social media helps out a bunch, so we would love to talk to you about um, what did you think about Next of Kin? Do you think it was the best paranormal activity movie? Um, did you have fun watching it? Do you think it sucks? Let us know. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Um, you can also leave us a review on Apple Music. That's a free way to help. Helps us out a ton. Helps people find the show. One of the best ways you can help is if mm -hmm. you'd like to leave a review for us on Apple Music, we will read it on air. Um, we see that a lot of people are listening via Apple Music, and we appreciate you. So if you have the time to take the extra step, that would be awesome. Um, and thank you for tuning in to the show. Next week, we are going to be talking about A Clockwork Orange, as well as There's Someone Inside Your House, a Netflix film. So um, you can join us next week for those movies. But as we do at the end of all of our what used to be after the movies, now the whole thing been rebranded as after the movies. But we did open the bar at the beginning of this episode. Mm -hmm. Now we got to close it. And uh, so my question for you is that there's this hole, that I, this pit that I found in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, I, first, I thought it was just a toilet, like a man, like a M like Knight's a, down there, isn't he? I know M Knight's <laughs> down there. M, M Knight crawls out of the hole, uh, and he's just slaughtering bar patrons left and right. Um, the question is, do we let him stay? I have I have another question for, and somebody please let me know. Would somebody buy merch from us? That it's all it is is a shirt from us, Lomo Media. That says, don't worry, M. Night can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would buy it. <laughs> and I work here. Uh, so, uh, yes. But I'm telling you what, I think that I would probably let the... I think I would probably have a drink with Demon. I'd have one drink. And this seems like the kind of move that would be like... Like, alright, alright. I, I don't want to keep you guys open. But let's have a shot first. Yeah, but the horse and buggies can't park in front of the bar. I'm not cleaning up shit tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You're not even real Amish anyways. All right? Private car. Guys, get the fuck out of our bar. Get out of here.